Hello, I'm Professor Flimflam. She's Wonko, and I deeply regret to inform you that this is Series 2, Episode 16 uh, of Bird's Eye View, For Him the Bell Tolls. Sorry. <sighs> Heavy lesbian sigh. I remember that this episode existed but there are several disgusting parts of it that I had scrubbed out and will now endeavour to do so again yeah I'd I'd completely forgotten it existed I I saw the title and I couldn't couldn't think what it was yeah and then as soon as it started I thought oh no do we have to do this one yeah oh no it's this episode right so I'm going to read you Crack on. Audience, I'm going to read you guys verbatim the behind this first behind the scenes info, um, hmm. bullet point from the Xena and Hercules wiki. <clears throat> this episode was produced to give Lucy Lawless time to recover from a pelvis injury she suffered whilst taping for the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. It was solely produced to keep production of the series going in the meantime, according to Robert Tapper. This episode. Never would have been produced otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I think... No shit. (laughs) This might, to be honest, say it all. So we'll see you next week. Mm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This has been a public service announcement. Yeah. No, when the (laughs) The announcement is, don't watch this one. (laughs) When um, When I first pitched to Flam that we do a Xena podcast I said mm. oh we'll do like 30 minute episodes no more than that you know because we used to <laughs> in our old podcast we used to sometimes ramble on for an hour and a half two hours sometimes two and a two, half two, in excess of two I think yeah. three was our longest one but we had a guest then so it wasn't all our fault yeah but um yeah so I was trying to like you know because that's too much we've got busy lives or at least we pretend to um yeah <laughs> And I was like, no, no, half an hour episodes, right? We have literally never achieved that, but I feel like we might today. Um, it's possible. possible. Um, so, first and best joke in the episode is the changed theme music. Thank you very much to our friend Dave uh, for <laughs> the liar rendition of the Jocks of the Mighty theme tune, which gets its first airing in this episode. And the other thing is that apparently Ted Raimi wrote this song himself. Which I, for one, was astonished to learn because it, it has all the all the musical wit and flair of Joe LaDuca's outstanding <laughs> score, which yeah. I've, I know I've raved about before. Yeah. So, uh, oh, no, hang on. I mean, the other thing. Wrote <laughs> yeah. right, the theme tune, sing the theme mm. tune. Yeah. And then they, uh, they put it over the end credits as well, the first time that's ever happened in Xena egregious it is it's vile it's vile right so yeah anyway re- plot recap Zena needs to go and see a king I wasn't paying it's attention King Leos. she's to off to see king. Megan all that lot she's off to see Megan Diana though like I, I found this out because yeah. I didn't I didn't make any notes today because I was too sickened um mm. so I found this out by looking up the Wikipedia page <laughs> to check to check that I um hadn't forgotten any of the really important salient points of this episode in the yeah, she goes off to see King 20 minutes since I last saw it. So she fucks off on her own, and then we don't see it again till the end, because as we have established, this is a Xena Light episode. So obviously, yeah. you know, we wouldn't be allowed to just have Gabrielle doing something. 
you know, obviously that's not that's not acceptable. No, we have to have fucking Joxer appear. Um, I feel like we have had that before and we, we will have that again, but for some reason that didn't happen this time. No, we have to have fucking Joxer because I guess that Ted Raimi had it written into his contract. He got to annoy us a certain amount of times per season. Yeah, I'd, I'd far, far rather have seen some good Amazon stuff. That would have been like, good. Why, why, not, or... why not have a post-Velasca Amazon reshuffle episode? Why not indeed? Why not anything? <laughs> Other than this. You could have done so many things, but no. No, I guess they had to do it really quickly and had to use who was available. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. so. So the upshot is Xena's out of the picture, Gabrielle's left kicking her heels, and basically Xena tells her to get on with some quiet reading, doesn't she? She yeah. kind of... <laughs> <laughs> she says, well, if anything comes up, I'm sure you're more than capable. And uh, Gabrielle's like patronising much. Yeah, what a patronising bitch. But it turns yeah. out she is more than capable of the shenanigans. Like, if I had made uh, notes on this episode, it would be entirely encompassed by the two-word phrase, filler shenanigans. Yeah. So this episode, as well as being the first full airing of the Jocks of the Mighty theme song, mm. um, it also is the first appearance in Xena of the mm-hmm. goddess Aphrodite. She's been well, in Hercules. That's to say for it. Yeah, that's she's... something to say for it. Quite like Aphrodite. Yeah, she's been in Hercules a few times, uh, but she, yeah. this is her first appearance in Xena. It's also the first appearance in Xena of the god Cupid, who shouldn't be there because Cupid is a Roman god. Um, no, it should be Eros. Yeah, Eros. But no, I guess we have Cupid, played by Carl Urban in his third role in two seasons. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wiki his, says, his second role in like a handful of episodes. Yeah. Which, uh... The wiki says right, <laughs> that because his two previous roles, uh, Mael and Caesar, used his mm. natural brown hair um, yes. and didn't have wings, that this, <laughs> this is what it says. Carl Urban reprises the role of Cupid from The Green Eyed Monster on Hercules' Legendary Journeys. He had previously played mm. Mael and Julius Caesar on Xena Warrior Princess. Since both of those characters use Urban's natural brunette hair and lacked wings, it was safe for him to pull Triple G. <laughs> That's right, we didn't recognise him. It's impossible. But you've dyed his hair. That's it. He's unrecognisable. Uh, I've dyed my hair and, since and you last saw me. I probably look totally different. I've not got any <laughs> wings, though. I've not got any wings. No, you're the same flightless bird. Flightless bird, yeah. What's a what's yeah. a large flightless bird? An emu? An emperor penguin? Emperor emperor penguin. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of blubber on there. <laughs> Need it from my Arctic <laughs> Arctic environment. Um, okay, so right, so basically the shtick here is right. Aphrodite is portrayed in this series as um, a sort of vapid surfer girl. She's a valley girl, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. She talks about a lot. She talks about getting waves and stuff. There's yeah, some bodacious waves over and like yeah, so she's very nineties. Yeah. Very, very nineties. Um and she's also she, she's really... fun though. She's quite I think she's quite good fun. Yeah, everyone oh yeah, we like Aphrodite, right? You know, she does develop yeah. some depth in later appearances, but um goddess of love, but she sort of loves herself, I think, more yeah. than anything else. So her problem is that her son, Cupid, 
has created this love match between these the prince and princess of neighbouring kingdoms that have previously been mm-hmm. at war. You know, the usual shit. But she's got an issue with this because uh, when these two kingdoms sort of, when their powers combine to become mm. kingdom planet, um, yeah. they are going to knock down a couple of her temples and that will give her fewer temples, which is a bad thing. So, you know, that's very Greek god. They were very into yeah. fucking people over for very minor things. <laughs> and yeah, so, she she wants she wants more likes and kudos and comments, doesn't she? Yeah, she's, that's she's right. Like a, she's some kind of validation sponge. Yeah, that's exactly what she is. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, so basically, Cupid um, is like, please don't, please leave it alone, please don't be a dick, and she's like, no, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm, I'm a- <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to do, do that, that anyway. And so she uses Joxer, puts a, some sort of spell on Joxer, where, where every time a bell rings, an angel gets it's like, no, wait, that's a different thing. <laughs> every time a bell rings, Joxer becomes cool. Um, Jumps, Joxer becomes competent. Yeah. Now, when you say that, well, competent, she... right, he, come, he becomes what I think is supposed to be suave and charming, but I just find it absolutely, mm. it's like... Creepy like, and predatory. Creepy and, and gross. And yeah. like really, really but I mean maybe I'm just a lesbian. I don't know. Right in. Uh, I I you... I wouldn't say just. Let, let's not use the <laughs> word just about a lesbian. Come on. <laughs> um Yeah, so so the the idea is that um it was like oh, you know, don't don't throw in one of your heroes to you know, don't don't throw in a Telemachus or a you know who a Theseus whoever. or whoever to. And she said, "Oh, I I could I could I could literally throw anyone at this to to derail it." And so it's kind of a bit of a dare, isn't it? It's a bit of a bet. Keep yeah, it saying, it's a little anyone, bit. Of, how about this douche? A little bit of a my fair lady sort of thing. Yeah, I hope all that <laughs> I hope all that ruffling of papers that's going on can't be heard on the audio because it'll make my editing really difficult. So even, oh okay that's what that is okay <laughs> <laughs> right. it was my sleeve brushing a pile of papers audience. I made sure to keep my notes to to one side so I wouldn't need to turn papers yeah <laughs> audience if you could hear a bunch of shit it was because I couldn't be bothered editing it um sorry about that and probably won't be able to anyway because she's talking over most of it so cool mm. cool, cool 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 anyway so that's so it's the good story. that you've drawn attention to it yeah yeah. So that's the story, right? She yeah. gives him a bell, tells him to go give the bell to the princess, and that's going to put a spell on her so that when he's suave and cool, she's going to be in love with him. And that's going to break up the marriage of these two really boring um, heterosexuals. They are very boring. Very. Indeed. This is I- Iliandra and Sarpedon. Sarpedon's um, sideburns need to be shaved. I really desperately... Every time he was on screen, I just wanted to wrestle him to the ground and get the clippers out. They they're just... the kind of sideburns that you can get away with if you're Aries, but not if you're Sarpedon. No. Sarpedon, I hate to break it to you, you are no Kevin Smith. You're no. a guy called Craig, and that's just not a <laughs> cool name. <laughs> did, you, did you notice that the uh, the wedding preparations, the, the plans between the two kings take place in the the same old castle in the same old valley <laughs> we've seen again and again. No, because you were only watching with half an eye because it was so horrible. Um, um, no, yeah, I, I did, that I mean, same... 
I was <coughs> that same long distance shot of the Disney castle. The same old crap. Valley. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, it's almost as if this episode was hastily put together on a budget. Um, <laughs> it's a, almost like that. Almost. Um, yeah. No, I was going to watch this episode while playing Stardew Valley. Um, I was I suggested this to my wife I was like I don't really need to pay attention to this right and she's like no of course not so she's egging me on Um, but (laughs) I just played I just watched it while texting Flam back and forth about how terrible it was and also occasionally sending her Doctor Who gifts yeah I did suggest we just talk about that instead let's let's talk about Thasmin instead let's talk about yeah I've got into that now. I wasn't into it for a long time, and now I'm into it just in time for it to become canon and tragic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't see it ending very happily. I'm no, afraid, considering but... she's going to regenerate in two episodes' time. Tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> tragedy. Right. Anyway, moving on. Sorry, anyway, we're going to take yeah, half an hour. That's... We said half an hour tops. Tops, lads. Tops. Um. So basically, right. I mean, I feel like we can really. To be honest, we don't need to go blow by blow on this, right? Joxer becomes no, suave and cool when a bell rings, and he's a his usual idiot when he's not. He develops floating, flowy sleeves and a leather jerkin that he never normally wears. No, but it's he like just he took his bare armed. <laughs> the first time, but it's not. It's... The first time that we saw him when the bell rung, he took off his stupid mm. hat and he took off his stupid um, homemade out of a frying pan armor yeah and suddenly it turned yeah. out he looked cool underneath all along um you know it was a sort of a superman thing take the glasses off and whoa yeah yeah it's a bit um, like that so yeah basically right the shtick is that he becomes cool and suave and she's in love with him but every time a bell rings he becomes a knob again and so you can <laughs> imagine that for the entirety now of this show this is the rest of the episode bells will ring yeah. at opportune and inopportune times Um, bells will ring as the plot requires because you can see the bell uh, Ileandra's got the bell around her neck and you can see it dangling and ringing and it doesn't ring so it it rings when as the plot requires (laughs) yeah it's not only that bell though it's any bell that'll do oh yeah yeah Yeah. any bell will do (laughs) (laughs) okay so the bell rings just as Sarpedon is gonna marry What's her name in oh, yeah, the they've, they've eloped and he's arranged a Friar Tuck kind of figure yeah, to, to marry he's them. A um, but but Jock, Joxa comes along and um Iliandra And that's it. She's basically wants wants Jocks wants Joxa. Yeah, she's our, our knickers are sort of Amazon rainforest. Oh don't don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> Vile. Um, Anyway, so Gabrielle very quickly <laughs> figures out what's caused this because Gabrielle's not thick. She can see a bell rings and oh, he becomes cool. I wonder if this could be some sort of fucking spell. <laughs> um, and all women seem to swoon over him when he's like this, except Gabrielle, because Gabrielle, as we know, is well, immune. she knows he's jocks, She's immune yeah. to this shit. But well, all the other, are. yeah, all the other women are. <laughs> swooning over over him and like mm. when he takes their their handkerchiefs to uh what was it take the handkerchief to sniff it for good luck or whatever oh that was disgusting <coughs> he uh, he whips a he whips a handkerchief out of um a, a, someone's plump cleavage and uh. and rather than mopping his brow with it just gives it a good sniff 
like a serial killer. That's <laughs> horrible. Horrid. It's really horrid. And she goes all melty at, at yeah. that notion. Ah, horrible, vile. horrible, horrible. Absolutely vile. Anyway, Gab- Gabrielle, having twigged that it's about this bell thing, immediately thinks, oh, right. Oh, no, she... um." She quizzes him, says, "What you know? What what did you do that was different today?" And he yeah. says, "Oh, I did this. I did that. I talked to Aphrodite. I did da 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 da." She says, "Hang on, hang on, what? Just a sec. You talked so, to a god, did so you?" Ga- Gabrielle goes goes and raises Aphrodite by knocking a vase over in her temple. Yeah, that's all it takes. And, and has a yeah has a has a little bit of a you know can we can we not can we not do this? So she has it out with Aphrodite and Cupid. Um, but Aph- Aphrodite's the, the lady's not for turning. No, basically, she's like, no, let's, we're gonna let it play out. She's like, I can't change my mind now because then it'll look like I'm a pussy. Um, yeah, basically. Th- th- I'm pretty sure that was the dialogue, wasn't it? I'm fairly sure <laughs> yeah, that was the I can't change my mind now. I look like a pussy. There you go. That's my American <laughs> accent. It's good, isn't it? Oh, well done. That's, That's very good. One. <laughs> Fantastic one. Um, so Gabrielle's new plan is that she well she doesn't mm. tell us her plan but we, her plan becomes clear in a minute. Um, meanwhile, Joxon is about to be executed by um, oh, the no. prince's dad. He's like, "You made my son look like a dick. Uh, <laughs> no one does that. I'm going to cut chop your head off." Uh, so yeah. Gabrielle comes back just in time to throw a rock at a bell. Now. There's like a bunch of bells lying around the lying around the square. So and many bells. Every time she goes to take aim at a bell, someone walks <laughs> in front of it, you know, like oh they put a big they put a, a a cart in front of it and then the next one is some kid on this dad's shoulder so he can get a better look at the execution. Yeah. Um it goes in front <laughs> Which of it. is nice. I think they should have thrown <laughs> I think she should have just thrown it at the kid's skull. And yeah. let the kid's skull set the bell <laughs> off, but no. So oh. <laughs> A ricochet. <laughs> yeah. But her new plan nice. is to throw the rock uh, at a random position and then the rock, for some reason, is incredibly bouncy. It's like Chakram style. It is. It and is it bounces style-y. off about three fucking things and then hits <laughs> pew, a bell pew, pew. and then Joxer becomes yep. cool again. So Gabrielle's plan Ha-ha. is... Gabrielle's plan to get Aphrodite to take the spell off is to manoeuvre yes. Joxer while fighting into her temple so that he'll wreck the place. Um yeah. and she and it works. And she takes the bell off takes the spell off to stop him wrecking yeah. the temple and um then everything is fine. The end. Yeah. Oh not quite inevitably the end. Jo- Inevitably, Joxer ends up swinging from a bell, so that, yeah, that was he swings funny. right, and he's he's James Bond. He swings left, and he's Mister Bean. You know, it's that kind of yeah, really switcheroo. good, hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how the how the episode ends is, Joxer has a crisis of confidence. He's like, oh, yeah, I realise I'm a he's, fraud. He's very rightly down on himself. Yeah, rightly, you are correct, Joxer. You know, he's like, oh, I'm <laughs> such an idiot. I don't know why I ever convinced myself I could hang out with you guys. You're the real heroes. And I'm like, yep, that's correct. Bye. But then of course <laughs> we have to we have to Brit we have to fucking massage Joxer's fragile ego. Um so Xena comes back, we finally get Xena again. Do we get a nice scene with Xena and Gabrielle where Xena's like, Well done, Gabrielle, you foiled a god's plot. You were really good, you were the hero, I was right to think you could do it all by yourself. No, we get Xena going up and being nice to Joxer 
And then we have her theme song co-opted by his shitty theme yeah. song. Boo. Boo. A boo. According to the wiki, according to the fandom wiki, this is the second lowest rated episode of season two. Now, I really want to know what the lowest one was. Like, what is worse I, than this? I genuinely can't can't think what's worse than this. Uh, there's one or two that are still to come that I don't really remember very clearly, but I can't. Th- I, Ulysses was quite poor. Yeah, that's the only one that's coming up that I remember disliking, but I think mm. it's just because it's, you know, you potential soulmate of the week. Yeah. Um, not to steal your thunder there, sorry. Stole <laughs> I, your, I do stole the jingles around here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I remember that yeah, one only, being... Only Dave, only shit, Dave can... can <laughs> co-opt your music in this podcast yeah um yeah so i remember that i remember not liking that one but i don't remember what could possibly mm. be worse i mean actually i mean i didn't like girls just want to have fun but that was one I, that I was, was gonna say that was rated higher originally like people like that people yeah. like that shit and i did a poll on our twitter to ask do you actually like this and like two-thirds of people said yes <laughs> so we're in a minority there um yeah we're, yeah. we're still right though yeah, of course we're right. Yeah. Yeah, of <laughs> course. Of course. Saying. Yeah, uh, obviously. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, this episode was only produced to basically um, keep the production going so you didn't have to let the crew go yeah. and you could still keep paying them over the time that Lucy was was incapacitated. It's, it's like... So it's like they used to say when when we were kids um, with with neon strip um, those kind of strip lights that you have in kitchens and so it's it's more cost effective to keep it on than to turn it off and then turn it on again. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Jo- Joxer is the strip lighting. <laughs> Joxer is the nineteen seventies Xena uh, strip lighting equivalent. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jeez oh. Yeah. Jeez oh. Yeah. So. I yeah yeah I I think it might have been more cost effective just to stop recording forever. <laughs> stop <laughs> the show! Stop the show! So is this stop the show? I want to. I want Chopper to get off. <laughs> I wonder if this episode is the reason that um one of the episodes that should have been is it one or two episodes that should have been in the season two production cycle got moved to season mm. three. Uh, I'm pretty oh, sure the Furies, the first episode of season three, should have been a season two episode. Like it was maybe okay. intended to be the season two finale, but then it wasn't. It's another comedy episode as yeah. the season two finale in the end. A comedy of Eros, okay. another one kind of um, similar to this one, sort of, except yeah. better. Except better because it's yeah. got one funny bit in it that I recall. Um. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't remember this. There's like two, maybe two episodes coming up that I remember quite well. Is that um, um, the price and blind faith, or is it the lost mariner? Uh, it's the lost mariner, particularly. Yeah, I remember the price, the lost mariner, and blind faith pretty well because they're really good. Ship, blind faith, sort of shitty episodes at the moment. Yeah, I can't remember what um, the price is. Oh, Zena starts we'll to get go. To it. We'll get to Zena it. goes. Ah, I'm going to murder a bunch of people, and Gabrielle's like, "Murder is bad," and like you know. Anyway, sorry. Oh, is it pitch, pitchfork time again? Yeah, kind of. Murder? Kind of. No, it's mm. good. It's a good episode, actually. Anyway, okay. so, so yeah, like, normally at this point we discuss, like, what our memories were of the episode and, like, what lasting impact it had on the on the series and the fandom. So the answer is, 
for both these questions, none and none. So <laughs> this is an yeah, episode that may have... as well not have existed and which we don't care about. So, well, I don't. Okay, I don't have a binding a binding episode. I don't have abiding memories of the episode clearly because I didn't remember what it was going to be until it started. <laughs> but I, but I do remember liking uh, Aphrodite and Cupid, okay. and being annoyed that he was called Cupid, not Eros. I remember that. I remember being pedantic about it. That if sounds you can like believe you. that's me and me. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do remember because this would have been the first time I'd encountered Aphrodite because I didn't watch the other. The other show, you know, Hercules, the really. Show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought she was quite good fun, and I I liked you know like you say that is peak Greek god um, shenanigans kind of sh- sh- shenanigans, but also that that attitude of but but what about me? Yeah, um, capricious. So yeah, I liked I liked that, and I quite liked uh, Carl Urban camping it up as yeah, um, Cupid the Twink. That was quite fun. So are we, is that us giving it two, two out of ten? Then <laughs> you've given that's two exactly the number life. I had in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it two out of ten. One for Aphrodite, one for Cupid. Very yep. <laughs> much. Yep, I agree. Yay! As almost ever. Yeah, we are unlike on this matter. Yeah, almost ever, apart from last week mm. when I had to shout at you. <laughs> To bully you higher, into higher. bully you into changing your vote. Um, yeah, peer yeah. pressure is a, a serious issue, kids. Yeah, especially for Flam. She can't. Put, <laughs> she she's really bad with it. I she's am, got a desperate a, need to I'm be liked pleaser. and like included. I, I have. Yeah, <laughs> I have. It's pitiful. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> um. <laughs> I do believe that Why do you think week, I'm still doing this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that we uh, will see you next week for the execution. Ooh. I think. Yep. I might have to pay attention next week because it, I think it involves uh, a sort of um, Agatha Christie type thing. Who is the real killer? Uh, we've got and plot and stuff investimig- Investigate a plot next week yeah so. un- unlike this episode we've got plot coming up <gasps> yeah and a, so. <laughs> and a guest star that we don't hate so woo! hey do you know what next week's guest star is also uh the mighty do you think they're related Ooh, no i don't no <laughs> you might be right <laughs> don't worry i'll cut out all that part where i talked over you cool yeah i will actually all right so I actually will this time i wouldn't say i will and then not do it <laughs> Or will and I? then I didn't. <laughs> and then I didn't. Anyway, sorry. <clears throat> you were trying to lead us out of the podcast gracefully. Carry on. I was trying to. Yeah. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> Alright then, well, bye everyone. Bye. Bye. I'll do. <laughs> that was lame. <laughs> and then we tailed off. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flimflam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon, and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye!
Hello, I'm Professor Flim Flam. She's Wonko. And I deeply regret to inform you that this is episode two. No. No, it's not. It's series two. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 17. Start again. No. No, this will be the funniest thing about it.